Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Church Purpose. This is Series 2, Episode 7 of 28. Well, are you changing yet? Today, let's not go after knowledge, but revelation. Ask yourself what it is that God wants to say to you today. He is all mouth if you are all ears, and listen with an open heart. So let's get back to Numbers 12, verse 9. So the anger of the Lord was aroused against them, and he departed. And when a cloud departed from above the tabernacle, suddenly Miriam became leprous as white as snow. Moses didn't correct their statement or way of thinking. Then Aaron turned toward Miriam, and there she was, a leper. So Aaron said to Moses, O my Lord, please do not lay this sin on us, in which we have done foolishly, in which we have sinned. You mean it is a sin to consider ourselves in the same position as a true, real, and God-appointed leader? Don't make me read it again. To be critical of a leader in the church is to inherit a moment of suddenly from God. Just because suddenly hasn't shown up yet, I assure you it's on its way. God loves you way too much to leave you the same way you came into the family. Verse 12. Please do not let her be as one as dead, whose flesh is half consumed when he comes out of his mother's womb. So Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, Please heal her, O God, I pray. Moses' response warrants his comment about himself being the most humblest man on earth. This should be every leader's response to a nagging sheep or herd. Or you can go on strike. Verse 14, Then the Lord said to Moses, If her father had spit in her face, would she not be ashamed seven days? Let her be shut out of the camp seven days, and afterwards she may be received again. So Miriam was shut out of the camp seven days, and the people did not journey until Miriam was brought in again. And afterwards the people moved from Hezroth and camped in the wilderness of Paran. Okay, so wow, perhaps we should take a vacation for a week. If you think this is a departure from the original message, then please send me an email and remind me what the original message was. No, but understanding why we are to listen to God in place authority is super important to understanding how to also operate in kingdom power and authority. And besides, I do really think God has something to say about the condition his bride is in and why she is in that condition. Additionally, I cannot find it in me to leave things done part way. Each of these sections in this message is critical for the 360 Christian. Trust me when I say it is still incomplete and only contains a part of our process. I guess this is why I have more than one message. Korah invoked a new judgment, a new thing from God, because he too thought more highly of himself than he should have. Romans 12:3. Numbers chapter 16. Now Korah, the son of Isar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi with Dothan and Abraham, the sons of Elab, and on the sons of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men, and they rose up before Moses with some of the children of Israel, two hundred and fifty leaders of the congregation, representatives of the congregation, men of renown. They gathered together against Moses and Aaron, and said to them, You take too much upon yourselves, for all the congregation is holy every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourself above the assembly of the Lord? That's quite an accusation, isn't it? 
Anybody struggling with insecurity knows that's exactly how they think. Verse 4, So when Moses heard it, he fell on his face, and he spoke to Korah and all of his company, saying, Tomorrow morning the Lord will show us who is his and who is holy, and will cause him to come near to him. The one in whom he chooses, he will cause to come near to him. Do this. Take censers, Korah, and all of your company. Put fire in them and put incense in them before the Lord tomorrow. Then it shall be that the man in whom the Lord chooses is the Holy One. You take too much upon yourselves, you sons of Levi. Okay, so there's all kinds of things going on here. First of all, Moses actually set them up because they weren't supposed to take censers and put incense in them. It was illegal for them to do so. They should have known that. Additionally, Moses is drawing a line in the sand saying, the Lord will choose the Holy One, which means if you're not chosen, then you're not the Holy One. That's a problem. And then Moses throws back their accusation on them because it was true. It was them that took too much upon themselves. They thought they were equal with Moses. Verse 8. Then Moses said to Korah, Hear now, you sons of Levi. Is it a small thing to you that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself, to do the work of the tabernacle of the Lord, and to stand before the congregation to serve them, and that he has brought you near to himself, you and all your brethren, the sons of Levi with you? And are you seeking the priesthood also? You see, there it is right there. They wanted to get promoted, and they wanted to promote themselves. And they thought Moses was standing in the way. Verse 11. Therefore you and all of your company are gathered together against the Lord. And what is Aaron that you complain against him? Pay attention to what Moses just said here. Are you seeking the priesthood also? Meaning that they were not priests. This makes a difference in their right now encounter with God. God is an overseer, not an overlooker. Verse 12. And Moses sent to call Dothan and Abram, the sons of Elab. But they said, we will not come up. Is it a small thing that you have brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness? That you should keep acting like a prince over us? Moreover, you have not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey, nor given us an inheritance of fields and vineyards. Would you put out the eyes of these men? We will not come up. Sounds like a two-year-old, doesn't it? Rebellion begots rebellion. Just because someone shares a chicken nugget with you about so-and-so doesn't mean you should agree or even listen to that morsel. This just oozes with rebellion and complaining. Hey, pass the barbecue sauce. No, don't eat the nug. I have seen this take place way too much in my life which is why I guess it's in the message. Now don't get me started on subtlety. They drank the Kool-Aid and washed down the nugget. Not to worry, heartburn is on its way. Verse 15, Then Moses was very angry and said to the Lord, Do not respect their offering. I have not taken one donkey from them, nor have I hurt one of them. Verse 16, And Moses said to Korah, Tomorrow, you and all your company be present before the Lord, you and they as well as Aaron. Let each take his censer and put incense in it, and each of you bring his censer before the Lord. 
250 censers, both you and Aaron, each with a censer. So every man took a censer, put fire in it, laid incense on it, and stood at the door of the tabernacle of meeting with Moses and Aaron. It's a wild, wild west gunfight. Just because you hear of a protest doesn't mean you should attend. We saw the losing voice of justice in 2020 because of the Scrabble Babble, and people followed. It's not a new strategy. Listen. Verse 19. And Korah gathered all the congregation against them at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Then the glory of the Lord appeared to all the congregation. If you are sleeping, you will miss this. But we can't pass it up because it is riveting. In verse 16, Moses told Korah and the 250 renowned leaders to do something that they should have known was spiritually illegal for them to do, as I've already mentioned before. They were taught this back in Leviticus. They should have known. Sin is like a tule fog. And over the eyes we go. Leviticus 10, 1-3. Then Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it, put incense on it, and offered profane fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke, saying, By those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy, and before all the people I must be glorified. So Aaron held his peace. Well, that's it for today. I know there is no good place to cut off in these types of messages. Insofar as I'm concerned, it's no different than asking someone to leave a revival and come back in the morning. If this doesn't make sense, maybe it's because you haven't tasted to see that the Lord is good. Oh, so good. And once you get into His presence, you do not want to leave. Psalms 34 Remember, it's not what you can find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from them. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still, and destroy the works of the enemy, and create space for the light of life to shine through into people's lives. Find a seat and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in Deep Water.